Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of many ages. We are welcome back because it's 2021. The zero's gone and the one has taken over, which I hope is good, but we will see. So hello, 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 hello. Welcome. It's the Four Guys Roundtable Show. We are back for 2021, better than ever. Some change is coming. We're going to be super duper awesome. I wanted to say something else, but it was going to be very X-rated. So I left it out. And tonight it's, tonight <laughs> it's the Three Guys Roundtable. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, so it's uh, so just to introduce, because we have people that can't see us that are on Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm missing something else probably. So it's uh, my cohorts, uh, Coach Jeremy, AG Nitro, and me. I'm just me, Joe, aka Theo, Joe, aka Theo. Yes, we yes, are I'm missing. In a, I'm in a crazy mood today. I'm yes, and we are missing our reason. good friend Darth Pat, who is uh, having some internet issues. That's why he's not joining us today. Um, Plus, he's also kind of healing from a recent operation that he had. So maybe another week off for him is not such a bad idea, but he'll be back in full swing uh, for our next episode. So well, that'll be a good thing. what happens when you play with your lightsaber the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That didn't take long. <laughs> Ouch. Well, he'll be back in action soon, swirling that thing around. <laughs> He must have must have fell off the bed and heard it. <laughs> You're staring at the poster for too long. Uh, I got it in my eye. Ow, ow. I'm not even going there, Jeremy. We're just leaving. Ah, uh, yeah. It's been a while since we were on, but uh, it's good to be back. A little Christmas break, holiday break, all that good jazzy stuff. Very much just, so. Uh, just glad it's a new year and let's see where it takes us. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we had we've had <laughs> we've had some crazy ass shit at the end of the year going into the new year with the presidential election and all that shit, which we are not gonna get into. We are not gonna talk about that here because we see enough and hear enough of that bullshit on social media and all that other stuff. We don't need to drown you guys with that, but we did have all that craziness, which hopefully that goes away soon so we don't have to hear about it anymore, but probably fucking not because everybody's going to want to still talk about it all the time but I mean, not us here all in my neck teams of the woods, pretty much the, sucked in my neck yes. of the woods the cleveland clowns made the playoffs for the first time in 19 years or 18 years so everybody <laughs> yes. there was celebrating like they won the super bowl so i know i was gonna ask you how it was did like they burn down the town holy shit we made the fucking playoffs no but there were like fireworks went off like after they won the, the playoff game we beat yeah. pittsburgh and we uh Throw firework celebration. Yeah, and then they fucking tank the next week. They I don't really tank, get, but they well, whatever. They played that. They 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 played them tough for the most part. I would I would agree to that to a certain point. Like defense hung in there, but their offense looked like they didn't even want to fucking play until like the second half, and then all of a sudden they started scoring some points. And yeah, um, I don't think I think if Mahomes would have. Yeah, not been in concussion protocol. I think they would have won by ten more points, probably. So yeah, and I so wanted to think that wanted that to be a like a dirty hit because I didn't want to see the Browns win. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, anyways, but it was a clean hit. Like you couldn't. It, even, it didn't look like he did anything 
in deliberate or anything like that. And it didn't even look like Mahomes hit his head on the ground. It looked like he hit his head hand, head on his on his hand when he went down. But they actually said that the guy like tweeted Mahomes, and there's like you know it's all it's all good between them. Like there's yeah. like Mahomes has no ill will towards him, and yeah, and that and that's good because it's not like when last year uh, in the last play last year's playoffs when Carson Wentz got hit from behind helmet to helmet and like nobody wanted to say that was a dirty hit except for Eagles fans and like come on man helmet to helmet the guy's sliding going down like I am going to say something inappropriate here oh okay if somebody if somebody cheap shots Aaron Rodgers tomorrow I'm not going to shed a tear and I'm going to say good job (laughs) Jesus Christ well we can always expect that from AJ (laughs) yeah I mean he doesn't hold back from that I will be rooting for the for the uh Green Bay Packers because of my father being a Green Bay Packers fan. And I mean, he's been a Packers fan since he was little with um, Bart Starr and, you know, um, Vince Lombardi as the coach. I mean, he's, I I can't remember the the last time I referred to them as anything other than the fudge Packers. Well, I mean, you have, yeah, I mean, you have a lot of different experience with them because of being an, being a fan of an AFC team and then AFC team playing, you know, your team and that, but you know, I, I, my dad's always been a fan, so I've never had no. any ill will towards them. <laughs> Joe, Joe, oh, actually, Bears probably, fan. they can go, they can yeah, go sit on some fudge, Joe, some Joe dirty fudge. Actually dislikes them more than me. Cause Joe's probably disliked them longer than I have. I'm just more, vo- a little bit more vocal about it. That's all. <laughs> oh yes. Our, our good, uh, good, uh, host, co-host colleague, Joe Theo is a, uh, big time bears fan. Dope bears. Fuck the Fudge Packers. Which I must say, I was watching Peyton's Place, and if you haven't watched that, it's actually pretty interesting. And they did an episode in Chicago with the Bears, and they had two of the guys that were part of Saturday Night Live, the Superfans guys, because Chris Farley's dead, uh, unfortunately. So they had the two other guys uh, in there, and you know, at the end of the episode, you know, he gets sworn as a super fan. They like bathe him in some vat of beer or some shit like I did, that. I did see some of. <laughs> Make I did him wear a Peyton jersey. One. Yeah, and then he yeah. put on. He put on the whole get up. He had a mustache all of a sudden and shit like that. It was kind of funny. Listen, for as much as I hate the Packers, it's hard to be like they uh, not respect them in some ways because they're. <laughs> They make it to the playoffs when you don't think they will. And they win a the division when you kind of don't want them to. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I will be rooting for a TB12 tomorrow <laughs> and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And well, yeah. for me, I'm very torn on the AFC game. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with either team, but this, this little part of me, for some reason, wants Buffalo to win, and I do not know why. But I'm just kind of like, hmm. I mean, Buffalo could do it, but I'm – it's probably I mean, be. if if Buffalo wins, we're gonna get to see a bunch of crazy people jumping through tables in their parking lot. Probably, so. <laughs> I would love to yeah. see Buffalo win. It's been so long since they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, they had that crazy run in in those four years, which yeah. probably two of those years they shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl. But you know, luck be it, it whatever it is, they made it anyways. Um, and then they lost well, all those, four, which was crazy. One of those years, uh, Elway got hurt, and Denver actually beat the Broncos with with uh, Gary Kubiak as the quarterback. So, like one of those years, Elway got hurt, mm-hmm. and then I think the Broncos lost that game fourteen to ten. So, like mm-hmm. if Elway had been playing, 
I'm not saying it could have it could it could have swung that one of those games. That that game could have ended differently if Elway was playing. Yeah, very much so. So it's just it's crazy, and I think that they're like one of those organizations that's due. They're just due to have something good happen for them. You know, it's been too long, and yeah, been dominated by the Patriots for like how many years? Oh my god! And that's the crazy thing. You're talking about football and what the fuck happened to that division? Like all of a sudden the Patriots no longer have Tom Brady. And it's like, did we really see how, are we seeing where the true talent lied with the Patriots? And was it really with Tom Brady and the fact that the system that Bill Belichick created there fit only Tom Brady and he doesn't know how to work with another type style quarterback. Cause Cam Newton is not the same type of quarterback as Tom Brady. He's not a pocket passer. He is more of a running gun type of quarterback. He's um, a scrub. And well, I think he's a scrub too, um, <laughs> but I I've ne- actually, I, I've actually never liked Cam Newton. I've never thought Cam he was Newton. that great. Of, I, I never thought he was that great of a quarterback, but he should have been able to thrive in new England. Like he should have been able. And I know, I think he got hurt at some point in time during the season for a couple of weeks he or something a, he's like also that. He's been exposed for just not, like you said, Jeremy, I don't think he's as, that good. He just had a fluke year that year when he had the, when they went 15 and water and he won the MVP and then Denver beat him in the Super Bowl. Like he's just been exposed mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So it's just crazy. A, he, he had, he had good offensive weapons around him that year too. He had good yeah. wide receivers to help him out. I, I think in two or three years, I, I, I just I think Lamar Jackson is going to be exposed for not being as I don't think he's as good as a, a lot of people think he is. I think he's overrated, too. So, and yeah, only time will tell, because he's another he, he is a very uh, stereotypical running gun quarterback, too. Like he runs more than probably what he should. Uh, and I don't know if that's because he doesn't have the, the accuracy of the arm. Cause I won't say it's not arm strength. We know he can fucking throw the ball a ton. Like we've seen that, but is it the accuracy that's not there or is it his inability to read a defense? And that's why he has to run so often, you know, what is it that, you know, it causes him not to be, and I want to say the standard kind of quarterback, but the kind of quarterbacks that are really the elite quarterbacks. Cause if you look at the elite quarterbacks, that have won multiple Super Bowls and stuff like that. They're not your typical run first, pass second quarterbacks. They are the stand in the pocket, throw the ball, run if you have to, and they read defenses like crazy. They can just pick apart defenses because they know what they are. You know, they know. Yeah, what Russell Wilson's the only guy recently that won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Who's... a little uh, bit more yeah. run and gun. He's but... an athlete. He's, yeah, he's an athletic he... quarterback. Yeah, he still passed first, run second, though. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Russell Wilson – it's funny because when when Russell Wilson won their first Super Bowl, I was like, eh, I don't know about this guy. Maybe he's not as good, but he really is that fucking good. Like, he really is yes. that good. And it, it's just a shame because he probably would have more Super Bowls if he had a better team around him. Like, it's – like Better offense. Yeah. When they, they had the good defense, that the offense wasn't as good. Now he has actually got some weapons on offense, and the defense isn't good anymore. And there's no doubt they would have had a second Super Bowl if they would have called a different play at that end zone, an end zone play. <laughs> yeah, like, they, like, what the fuck was he thinking <laughs> calling that play? He wasn't. He wasn't. Like, he wasn't at all. He was, he was being too cute. And He's being arrogant. That's what Pete Carroll does. He lost the national championship game in college because he got too cute and he was overthinking. So he overthinks in that and he tries to be like, I got to overthink. 
do you really have to overthink on the one yard line? Put some Skittles in the end zone and Marshawn Lynch is going to score a touchdown <laughs> from the one yard line on two tries. He was yeah. the best red zone running back in the NFL that year. You don't think that guy's going to get in on two tries? I'll mm-hmm. give that guy two tries from the one to get in. It was, they were I'll give him two tries from the three yard line. Fuck that. That guy <laughs> was plowed through people. He was trying to get too cute. And if he lost the Super Bowl because dumb. of it, and he lost the national championship because of it in college. So yeah, so it's it's just crazy because Russell, like, there's no reason they shouldn't have that second Super Bowl trophy. Um, but yeah, it, it just it's very interesting to see how the dynamic swung in New England from being a winning team, uh, a, a su- almost a Super Bowl contender every single year. Even when they were having bad years, you never knew if they were going to make the Super Bowl or not because as long as they got in the playoffs, it was it was dangerous. Well, yeah, as long as, as, long as they had Tom Game Brady, time. they were dangerous. Yeah. Game and, time uh, when the playoffs come. Yep, and then Tom Brady leaves. Bill Belichick brings in another quarterback who's talented. I, I never say he's as talented as Tom Brady. That's no way freaking close. But still has talent, but cannot reproduce the same results. And it's really what's really interesting is he was able to do it with backup quarterbacks. He was able to produce results with backup quarterbacks. Matt Castle. Yeah, look at the, I mean, come on, Matt Castle. Uh, that's the guy I was thinking of. <laughs> I was going to bring it up. The dude who went to the Vikings for that huge ass contract. Oh, man. Was it Matt Castle? Uh, I don't think he went it was. to the Chiefs. Well, no. The year Brady injured got injured they still went he tore his knee they still went 11 to 5 was castle the quarterback that year or was it somebody else or was that the uh, well, year they used two different quarterbacks well then well didn't garoppolo play yeah jimmy garoppolo and, played yeah, at one point in that, time yeah i just don't remember got, who won that, year, that year and then somebody else played for a little for like two games too so like it's just i don't know brady's it took me probably <laughs> For a long time, I said Montana was the best quarterback, but I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that Tom Brady is the best quarterback I've ever seen. I think he's got six rings, and mm-hmm. he doesn't lose when he loses in the playoffs. You, he, every, you have to work for it. Like he does not just they don't roll. He doesn't roll over and play dead. He doesn't no. get blown out. They're never out of games, and you just yeah. like. As if if I was a Packers fan tomorrow, I would be worried because Tom Brady's on the other side of the ball and he doesn't lose in the playoffs a lot. It, does, so. it doesn't matter if it's going to be twenty some degrees in Green Bay. That I that means nothing to me because Boston can get just as cold and have mm-hmm. rain and be freezing cold. So it, that's that's irrelevant. Yeah, that's think, not going to be a factor like some people think. Yeah, Brady's definitely played his number of games in freezing cold weather and snow, so it's not like that's an abnormal thing. I mean, being down in Tampa for a fucking year doesn't make you all of a sudden a warm I, you know, weather wussy, you know. <laughs> the the minimal fans that are going to be there, Lambeau is a not a fun place to play when the when the idiot fans are there and that because the fans aren't really going to be there that that takes away same thing with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's like the loudest stadium in the NFL when it's full. There's there, yeah. there's not going to be all those people there, to so like Buffalo has a better chance because of the lack of crowd. Because I think when you get this deep into the NFL playoffs, when there's a crowd there, the the home crowd matters, especially in championship games. And the lack of crowd is going to help the the road teams this year. Like I like the better team wins these games a lot more often than not because it. Usually that 
the crowd is a 12th man sometimes can be a 12th man, especially in playoff games. The lack of a crowd is probably going to help Brady. Brady doesn't, it doesn't matter so much for Brady because he's used to it. But like Josh Allen is probably going to benefit from not having to play in a really loud stadium in this kind of, under this kind of pressure. He's yeah. going to benefit from the, the, he just has to go out and not make mistakes. He doesn't have to worry about the crowd and stuff. So he, that makes it easier to not make mistakes on the road. It's hard to get it. Tomorrow's tough because Allen's the only one who's not really proven himself yet. It's really hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes in that game. And it's really, it's hard to bet against Rodgers or Brady. The The difference is in the yeah. two Brady's doesn't choke. Rodgers, the Packers have choked a lot in the playoffs. Like Zach, my friend Zach is a Packers fan and he said that they choke. So like, that's what the Packers do. He said they tease them and then they choke. So Brady, well, and that was a lot of Mark McCarthy area too. Yeah. With that. Brady, shit. Brady gets there and usually wins these games. So it, it is going to be interesting to see what happens tomorrow in, in yeah. that game yeah. because they, that game, both of these games can go either way tomorrow. Like really, they could go either way. Yeah. And I was really surprised that Mahomes is going to play just because of the way percussion concussion protocol goes. And the fact that, he looked like he was on freaking dream street. Like when he got up, like he almost felt back over. Like that's how yeah. bad he was like. I think too with it. that, that tackle looked like he was kind of half choked. He was going down too. Um, he was giving him a running bulldog. <laughs> yeah. It kind of looked like it. It did. I mean, he, listen, he, he passed protocol, you know, he practiced today. I read. So we'll, we'll I mean, we're all going to see what happens tomorrow. And speaking yeah. speaking of quarterbacks, I mean, we all know Deshaun Watson's on the training block, but um, <laughs> did you see the interview for the Detroit Lions' new head coach about I want to rip, rip, bite people's ankles and rip people's <laughs> ankles off or some shit, chew people's ankles off? Like this guy was a little cuckoo for cocoa puffs in his interview, and now today <laughs> the Detroit and Matthew Stafford have uh, decided that they're going to part ways, so they're looking for a trading partner to train Matthew Stafford. And I'm see, like, I'm surprised he hasn't asked for a trade like six years ago. Well, I know. And because Matthew Stafford is a really good quarterback with a really bad team. Like yes. he's done everything he can to help make that team a winning team. And they've never, in my opinion, they have never really done enough to make that team a winning team. What's Whether that? it's defense, talent on the offensive side, it's like they fucking lack somewhere every goddamn year, and then they never can put all the pieces together. It's I, really sad. I, I feel that's why Calvin Johnson retired early. Like mm-hmm. he could have played five more years, but he retired early. I, I just think Detroit just ruined him as far as the love of football and wanting to play. I mean, Detroit had, ruined Detroit ruined a lot of people. Did they call? I mean, wasn't uh, Chad very, Jones? Wasn't very Yeah. That was his nickname, yeah, Megatron. Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, he had him. He did a lot for him. But, like, after that, they didn't have – they had crappy running backs, crappy wide receivers. It was Stafford and Megatron. That was pretty much it. Their defenses were all over the place. You had Sue on defense for and several they're, years. and They're they're the other team that's that – like, them and the Clowns have never made it to the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Was it like one of four? I think what it's only four teams now. I think to have a but they're the, the only Bowl. the other teams are like the Texans and they're like like teams that were not expansion teams. They're expansion teams. So like the Browns and the Lions are the only like non-expansion teams that haven't made it to the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, that's crazy. All right. I think it is a good time to get this show on the fucking road. What do you guys think? Well, this show's about whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Very true. Very Monday, whatever have. on Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> but we do actually have a main Wednesday topic night. that we were going to talk about, right? <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah, we're okay. sure. But we could Crap. talk about wrestling for five minutes before All right. if we want. Let's, let's talk about a little wrestling. What do you got on the wrestling home front there, AJ? Wrestling. Uh, well, I mean, I, me and Joe, we always, we're, me and Theo, always, we talk all the time. So, like, they have Alexa Bliss kind of turning into the female version of The Fiend now. Oh, where awesome. she's, like, changing, she's, like, changed into a her, like, bad version of herself in the middle of the match the other night. <laughs> she has some sexy contacts, too. They look devilishly, evilly sexy. What? <laughs> she, Jeremy, she also threw a fireball at Randy Orton two weeks ago. What? Come. I will say it was probably one of the better fireballs that, it was that we've cool. ever seen. I was not expecting in, it at all. In wrestling history, period. I mean, it wasn't the same type of shit show that the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan put on in WCW <laughs> with the fire paper. That was that was a train wreck there. Some other crazy fireballs that have been used that haven't gone so well. This one actually went so pretty well. what did they do? Like CGI that shit in? Oh no! No, it was they, she legit. She threw it from. She like blew it or threw it from her from her hand. She, I'm sure she blew it. She <laughs> shot it in his face. <laughs> and now he's wearing a jock strap on his face to cover his burn marks. What? He's wearing a jock strap? And that's what it looks like. It's like it's like toy all over again, Joe. It, it it's like a it's like a it's like a skin version like ski mask. It's just fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skin dune ski mask it's just like what oh my god oh see i had i, I had something i was gonna say when, we, when jeremy said you know blew it she definitely <laughs> she did blew it i was gonna be like you know she pulled a uh a, a, a female tea bag you know <laughs> on him <laughs> we'll just call the clam slam if anybody really wants to know <laughs> sweet <laughs> Audrey reminds what it is. See, if Pat would have been on here, he would have just been not talking right now. <laughs> so he would have just been staring at He would have heard that. He would have put his head down and been like, oh, for, see for what's all, going on in my phone over here. My computer. For, for uh, all our fans that maybe have never tuned into an episode yet or watched this on YouTube, uh, our uh, good friend Darth Pat has a tendency to uh, ignore the uh, sexual comments that are made during our show and pretend and that the they don't happen. The perversity that happens from time to time. <laughs> and not that he's he never kinda... heard it he just ter- cares not to participate in it <laughs> though he has made some dirty jokes in the previous in previous episodes so that's uh he's he's starting to warm up a little bit <laughs> i think just taking uh, a while. the more the more we say it i think the more he'll be inclined to be like fuck it i might as well just join him anyway because <laughs> he's gonna get it. he's gonna just be like oh, i gotta come up with something they keep talking about something dirty all the time <laughs> we'll get to him don't worry We'll get to him, or at least he says five things dirty on one show. That's where my goal was by the end I of this actually year. Thought that, I actually thought Heyman was going to wrestle last night. Like, Roman was like, you're a man. And I, so I actually thought Heyman was going to wrestle last night because they, like, made it where Adam Pierce was going to fight him. And Heyman actually was – I mean, Heyman's always good on the mic, but Roman's like, tell him, Heyman. And Heyman's like, I'm from New York. I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> it was funny 
It was definitely <laughs> funny. What were they gonna have him dress up like a greased pig? Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were. It was the their whole storyline right now is that they like Roman. Basically, th- this is the best version of Roman Reigns, hands down, Jeremy. This is Roman. It took them six years to figure out Roman. Right. He is so good as a bad guy. He is so he's good on the mic. All of a sudden, we've all thought he was not good on the mic. That's clearly not the truth because he's great on the mic now. So he doesn't even really need Heyman. Heyman's just mm-hmm. there for him to pick on and to belittle now. Like Heyman's like Roman's bitch. Like really, yeah. that's what Heyman <laughs> is like he's Roman's bitch. And that's Heyman's interesting. Used to being the guy that is the talker and the guy that's running things and Roman kind of puts Heyman in his place. So the storyline that they, they had recently, Jeremy was they did this like gauntlet match and me and Joe were excited because Nakamura made it through the whole gauntlet match. And then they, they fixed it. So this guy, Adam Pierce, who's like, he's like the guy that runs raw and SmackDown. He's like the head Mm -hmm. guy in charge that, that we see on the camera. They made him win. Like Roman wanted him to win because Roman had issues with him. And Adam Pierce used to wrestle in like ROH and stuff like years ago. So mm-hmm, he yeah. can go. He's just older now. And right. I don't. So last week they were doing a, con- a contract signing. I saw this match between Adam Pierce and Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Yes, I and saw that. Pierce got one over on Roman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that he got that, got over on him. And, um, because of the stipulation that the if like, I'm oh, not able to go, yeah, he's like old injury, and he's like standard WWE contract card subject to change. So then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, it's it's like a, it's like a bad dubbed over movie. His lips are moving, but there's no sound coming out. It was awesome. <laughs> And so then that was the whole thing last night. Then Heyman was like, I'm going to wrestle. And then he was walking up the steps and he fell twice walking up the steps. And he's like, card subject to change. (laughs) So they were like playing that storyline last night. Mm -hmm. But I think Owens and Roman are going to kill it at the rumble. That might, that's probably that very much potentially could be the best match at the Royal rumble. So, because the two of them have kind of chemistry and we know the match with Drew McIntyre and Goldberg is not going to be special. So. Big claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah, that match is going to last five minutes of that. Yeah. So, and it'll be interesting because I know we've been taught, we've been passing around the idea, like we did live for um, WrestleMania. We might go live and do Royal, uh, Royal Rumble, call those yes. matches, and do that. So that'll be uh, fans. You'll have to stay tuned for that one and see if we uh, do that. Keep uh, an eye out for some posts on Twitter. F- from our good friend Theo here. Uh, whether I'll we go be posting on this week. We go live. Now we can roll roll into the. All right. We want to roll. Roll a big fat one. Oh, wiki wiki. Get our roll. <laughs> We're going to get your roll on like the big timers. <laughs> so, Theo, what are we going to talk about? What is our real main topic today? We roll into my six. Oh, da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember all the lyrics to that song. But that's it just fine. My head. That was still good. That was good. Are we going to regulate? Huh? Are we going to regulate? Yes. Mount up. <laughs> as long as it's the rap from the 90s, not 2019. 
Oh my God, no. So if that's giving you any hint, fans, we are talking about rap music. We're talking um, about some rap. Because some country rap. Don't one of the things that all three of us have, uh, and which is good, which for those of you that are watching and listening, it, this topic is not uh, a Darth Pat topic. So, you know, uh, him not, he wouldn't, he's okay. And he's good with us doing this because of the fact that he doesn't have anything that he would really be adding to this anyway. So, but the three of us, we all, and, and AJ probably more than anybody, we've grown up on rap music. It was part of, our day-to-day listening um for me i probably started listening to rap music when i was probably about nine ten yeah nine or ten so and you're a couple years older than me so uh and i'm guessing theo probably around that same time too Mm, yeah yeah I, i would say crap yeah yeah like crap oh hello <laughs> what the fuck grade was i in at that point i don't remember <laughs> mid 80s mid 80s it's better it's easier i think put it put, put a time stamp on it that way i'd say mid mid 80s yeah i might have been 11 because of the fact it was probably around 88 89 so i was yeah 10 or 11 yeah 88 89 and 88 89 i think i was in middle school yeah because for I me think. it was me mc too. hammer yeah. Like the first time I heard MC Hammer, and then you know he had Vanilla Ice, ice, ice. Baby. yeah, Vanilla Ice Baby, you know you had, you know, and then I remember my very first rap album, and it wasn't anything hardcore or anything like that. It wasn't like NWA or something crazy like that. My dad would have whooped my ass um, because of all the bad language and that. But it was Tone Loke, Loked After Dark. <laughs> nice. Like, that, that was I had that. I had that tape. yes and for all those those young listeners out there we hit it on fucking tape you may not even know what a cassette tape is cassette tape baby (laughs) get that pencil out to rewind that fucking cassette tape (laughs) boombox yes a (laughs) boombox we were not rolling it with itunes and fucking all these streaming medias and all that shit we didn't have that (laughs) oh we're losing joe's head oh his head's going away as he's moving around yeah i was looking for something like uh (laughs) Like the big old cassette tapes with the the wires and the, the big poofy foamy ear <laughs> earphones that were on them, which which is funny because oh, as we so sit hilarious. here and we're talking about rap and we're talking about you know the things that we grew up, the big headphones like those went out of style and then these came into style now the big poofy or big the Beats headphones, headphones are back they're all coming back like that's a new thing yeah. like listen guys sorry guys that's Shit not fucking new that's <laughs> just really old <laughs> that's what we used to wear <laughs> I, think, I think for Except me now that now a lot of them they don't, they're, they're wireless we had wired ones that yeah. really long wires that stretched across the room yeah that's that you, <laughs> yeah. you go to walk away and you're like oh shit <laughs> your fucking walk head snaps back on the floor <laughs> well, we have we we also I think, had I think, records. We also had albums. Uh, some vinyl, yeah, yes. vinyl, baby. Some forty fives. My one brother wanted to be a DJ at one time, and I remember him having a, a whole collection of like different rap albums and New Kids on the Block and all that kinds of shit that you would play at any kind of party and stuff like that. Dudu Brown was one of his was one of the albums that he had, uh, which I can't remember the guy who set, did that song, but man, I remember that song. Dudu Brown, Brown, the brand new brother in town. <laughs> come on that was that was like a classic one but uh so well i'm gonna just throw this out there favorite era of rap music like what was your favorite era 
I, I'll go with mine. Mine was definitely '90s rap music. Was yeah. like that, like yeah, '88 to like '99. Like I couldn't think of something that 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 era was just huge. Well, because that's when we got NWA, and like you got Early NWA was good too. You got NWA yes. like at the end of the eighties and beginning of the nineties. And then at the end of the, the nineties, you got like um, master P and his posse and his way of selling all those records and his little group. And then you even got some of the stuff with like juvenile and like them, like that whole, the money. So like you got a couple of different, like by the end of the nineties, it was about, these labels having like 15 artists on their labels. Like Master P had like 15 people on No Limit Records. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. I think the, the first like rap music, it, like Run DMC was big in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. They, they, I, you know, I, I listened to them, you know, my, my friend Marcus, you know, uh, listened to them. But the one the one group uh, uh, that really caught my attention, I just, I just liked everything they did was the Sugar Hill Gang. Like their beats and everything like that. I was into them um, a lot. I liked their music. Sugar Hill Gang was the uh, uh, was the first tape I bought um, oh, as far wow. as rap music. Um, Two Life Crew was another one. Yes. I was really into Two Life Crew. Nasty as they want to be, baby. My mom and dad would not buy me that tape. Yeah. So I, my, I my, it. So I my friend. Somebody at school, Joe. My, my friend Jason <laughs> had an older sister. My friend, I grew up with Jason. He, he, he lived behind me. His older sister, I don't know, we were like fourth, fifth grade, and she was, uh, she was actually like a freshman in high school. We got her to get somebody she knew to go buy that. We gave her money, gave her money, and they went and bought the tape for it. We got two tapes, one for him and one for me. <laughs> we got somebody to get the tapes for us. We would do that after like the X-ray, uh, you know. Me the, so horny. Yeah. <laughs> the dirty, yeah, there was... the, the dirty version of that song is 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 pretty dirty. Oh yeah. my god, it's yeah, it's unbelievable. Like what you hear on the radio, the radio edit version is so done, <laughs> so edited. Oh. It's so edited. <laughs> it's it's like almost as bad as the edited version of the the uh, the uh, Cardi B song. It's it's almost as bad as the edited version of the what the that Whoopi wow. song, the yeah. Whoopi song. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, it's, it's crazy too because you keep, you. I mean, you're talking about dirty rap songs too, like Arcanile too. Like not a lot of people know who, what. I've never even are. heard of him. That's that's the song. Put it in your mouth. Oh, I do know that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Arkanal right there. Um, yeah, <laughs> your Tribe motherfucking Call. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Trap Call Quest was another one I liked. EPMD yeah. was another one I liked. Beastie mm-hmm. Boys. Beastie Boys. They they were hit and miss. They were hit and miss for me. Like there was some stuff I liked, but they they were cool because they they changed it up. But sometimes when they change it up, I was into it. Sometimes I wasn't. Um, overall, I like them now. They, mm-hmm. they were good. Yeah, no, BC Boys was another one for me. Um, I'll never forget um, the first time I heard an NWA song. <laughs> like, I didn't even know who it was because my brother and his best friend got a hold of like that tape. And we had straight out of Compton. Yeah, straight out of Compton. And we lived in probably one of the whitest fucking areas of all <laughs> of all time. And, but then all of a sudden, all I hear is that playing and it's like, it sticks out like 
it, it's so vivid in my mind because all I heard was N N N. That's what you are. Blah, blah, blah. It's like that one part in that one song, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is he playing that song? And like, as a little kid, you know, you kind of freak out because like, holy shit, what the hell? Like, what? Not that I was super little, but you know, I was 16, but that's not something you heard like a lot in our neighborhood, in our area, our neighborhood or anything like that. Because like I said, I lived in a very, very white rural, uh, area. Um, but, and it's just, it was just crazy to, to hear, but it's, it's very like to go back and listen to that now as an older adult, uh, and listen to their songs. Holy crap. That stuff was so good. You yeah, know, well, reg- regardless of the language, like, because that was also, that time was also the time frame where they were starting to do a lot of, um, the explicit lyrics and trying to shut people down for what they yeah. were saying and the language that they were using on things. Um, because I think, weren't they the same time sound around, around the same time as uh, two live crew, weren't they? Or right. two, live, two crew? live crew got banned. Their stuff got banned down yeah. in Florida. Public Emmy, public Emmy was the other one that was kind of doing it before both of them were doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Public Enemy one, was early '80s doing that. Public Enemy was one that I never. My brother like was super into them. I never really got into them. They were not really my. The Ghetto Boys, I liked them. They were mm-hmm. they were like, that was like late like early '90s. How could you not get in the flavor flave, yo? Yeah. <laughs> well, and and I like and I liked, uh, Public Enemy like. Um, uh, bring the noise like that was a good song yeah uh fight the power that was a good one uh of course 911 is joke that's probably the most popular song that most people that most people know but fight the power was an amazing song like what a lot of people don't realize is what public enemy was doing at that time was they were doing more of like a political rap yeah like bringing light to the struggles of the people that they you know the area that they grew up in you know, whether it be the Bronx, Brooklyn, um, you know, out West in Compton and, you know, in LA just in general, like the shit that they were experiencing and the people that were experiencing that they were trying to bring light to that. And that's, in my opinion, that's what made rap music so fucking good is because without knowing it, you were getting enlightening, enlightened to the things that are going on that you had no fucking clue about. Yeah. It wasn't until as an adult that I started to, watch some of these specials, then go back and re-listen to the music that I love so much that I'm like, holy shit, yeah, it really fucking is saying something. Where today's rap, and it, it, once again, this is my opinion, not that my opinion is right or wrong, it doesn't fucking, it doesn't say anything. Most rap does not say anything anymore. It's cars, uh, nasty women that they're trying bitches. to get with, you know, bitches, hoes, you know, drug. <laughs> you know it, it, it's, there's, it's relevant to today's world and the fact that that's what everybody wants to hear about. But there is still, whether you believe it or not, there is still a lot of shit that's going on that rap could talk about to bring light to those subjects. There's always going to be those struggles that are going on for people. So why aren't they talking about, why aren't they talking about those things in rap music and trying to still use that platform because it's such a huge platform. It talks to so many people, you know, it's not just talking to a certain specific group of people. We're past that. There is probably, and I know this might sound horrible, but there's probably just as many 
Caucasians, whites, whatever fucking terminology you want to use that listen to that music as well as the black community. Yeah. I think so, the problem is, is rap has been so commercialized. Yeah, it, it definitely has. Cause and that's going to be, that's, that's going to be, it's the almighty dollar. And they start, any rapper starts doing that unless you're Jay-Z who decides to come out with a rap album talking about that. If you have somebody else that's popular, but not on his level, they're not really that it's not really going to sell. Jay-Z yeah. does it. People will be like, they're going to still make the money off of it, but they're also going to listen to what he's saying too. Mm-hmm. You don't have, you don't have that rapper right now. <clears throat> that it's, has that, that type got of that power. clout. That's yeah. got that kind of clout other than Jay-Z. There's not yeah. really anybody that. I mean, and you can't, I mean, Eminem too, but no one's, no one's going to listen to Eminem in regards to like that type of subject. Um, no. I mean, people probably just, I, I, I watch a lot of different YouTube videos with, with podcasts with rappers on there. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of good, you know, rappers used to be in the, uh, used to do it and all that. And there's like people out there that still do it, but it's so like localized. Um, there's like a dude in Chicago, uh, his bow. Um, he's really good. He just hasn't gotten like a record because he doesn't want to be. I mean, I'm interpreting. He doesn't want to go like commercialized. He wants to mm-hmm. be out there, but he talk. He does that. He, you know, I followed him. He raps about stuff that's going on in the city of Chicago, stuff that's going on, you know, uh, in, in in the world and in the United States and all that jazz. So he has a following, but it's not. You're not really going to see it go to that next level because it's you're not you're not going to make money commercializing that. That's why it's gonna be a flip flop. That's why I like that's why for a long that's why I liked Wu Tang so much because other than Method Man, I felt like the rest of them were kind of not they didn't want to be commercialized. They were fine being the tier below where they had their fans, but they didn't need to have every single song they came out with played on the radio and stuff. So that's why I liked Wu Tang so much because I felt like they were always floating around just under the radar. (laughs) Wu Tang forever. They saw a bumper sticker that said that Wu Tang forever. <laughs> the uh, Wu Tang is another one. Like they were so different from most rappers. Uh, you know, there was there were some rap groups which were usually like maybe three, four tops. Then you have Wu Tang that comes out with nine fucking guys, <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck?" Like it just blew the doors off. And yeah. I was listening to um, one of their songs. I think it was off of. Uh, the Wu-Tang Forever album, there's no fucking hook in it. There's no hook in that song, in the one song. It's all fucking nine guys rap a, a verse. And that's the song. Like, I was like, holy shit, they just did a whole rap song and didn't have a hook. Uh, like, triumph. That's triumph, there's no hook in Triumph. triumph yeah, that's, the, that's what rap. it was. Yeah, yeah. they, they I was, all rap in that. And you're right, Jeremy, there's no hook in that song. They I was just like, take their turn. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Holy shit!" And it and it's a fucking great rap song. Oh yeah, that's 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 one of their best rap songs ever. <laughs> is like, Triumph. Like that song is fabulous. Like I remember you... the video. I remember ODB's like crawling up the side of the building at the beginning of the video. So yeah, it is. It's extremely good. Oh, videos, videos. Yeah, MTV ruined that for us. We don't get videos anymore. Music videos? <laughs> What's a music video? You have to go to YouTube to find their music videos because they still <laughs> make them, but they're only on YouTube. That, that was like, what was it? I saw a commercial the other day. Oh, it's like MTV's 40th anniversary. Thanks for the 14 years of music videos. Like, <laughs> 14 I mean, it's years. So, <laughs> I mean, it's true because after that, they went to, uh, you know, reality TV and. Oh my God, they destroyed I don't like, mind some of that shit. 
just a real another thing about Wu Tang real quick. I don't think that Rizla gets enough credit for how good of a producer he was. Like he's nah, like not somebody that doesn't. comes up when you talk, when people talk about they talk about Timberland and all these like great producers. The Rizla's name doesn't come up, and I I think he should because that Wu Tang made so many albums. If you count all the side projects and stuff, he produced like forty something albums probably that were tied to Wu Tang. Yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit for for how was, good of a producer he was. Yeah, he well, was extremely good. And that's and that's and that's probably why right there what you just mentioned because everything was tied to Wu Tang in some way, shape, or form. Like he didn't, and, and I could be wrong, and, and you know, people want to fact check me, whatever they want. I don't believe he did any. It did very very little outside of Wu Tang. Like he didn't produce other people, where Timberland and other guys like that. They produced so many other people, and right. had, they had those hit albums. But that doesn't make them any better than the RZA. That just means they were on more albums. Like the RZA was all about producing his people, like yes. the people that he was with and his team. Like that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to promote them and make them have the best albums that they possibly could. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's very admirable of him. And if you guys have not watched uh, the Wu Tang show on Hulu, you need to watch it. It's actually really, really good. Like it's yeah. worth watching. It's very interesting. Uh, the, and the problem with any kind of show is it's like you don't know how much is fabricated. You don't know how much of it's real. So you take it with a grain of salt and just say it's a really good show. And, you know, and that and that's all you can do. Um, did you did you ever watch? Did, did you guys? I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming you've watched it because I've watched it, but maybe not. Did you guys watch that like three part mini series on New Edition that they did on BET? No, I did not. Yes, that I've not that's seen. that's no, really worth that one. Like you should, you should like you can find it if you just go on BET's like app. Because I watched it when it was on there, and then I went back and watched it again because it's really good. So one of my one of my coworkers said it was good, and I've been meaning to watch it. I just have not gotten it a chance. <laughs> like everything else, I want to watch. I have like a list <laughs> next in line. And they even like when that show was on, they even did a thing. They were on like one of the BET award shows. And they had the, the people that played them as kids and the people that played them as adults. And then all of them got on the stage together and they did Candy Girl together, all together. Oh, that's cool. Nice. So, like, that that's was, cool. That was, I, I've watched some of that stuff too because I really, really liked them a lot. And I know Jeremy likes them and I'm assuming you did, Joe. They, oh, yeah. were, they were cool. They weren't really rap. I'm not trying to change the subject, but new edition was going to come up at some point or another on here because we all liked them. So. Oh yeah, uh, well, and we might have me- I might have mentioned this story. You might have mentioned this story we at did. some point in time when we talked we about the concert. Yeah, uh, when we talked about uh, music just in general, when we did a general music podcast. We went to that concert, the Power ninety nine, like Power whatever the hell. And that was the, the best. That was the best part for me and you, Jeremy. Yeah. Seeing new edition, I almost I, I I got a little overexcited. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least but it, it was it was awesome because it's like holy shit you did because there was no mention of them going to be there there was no mention new edition was going to be there and all of a sudden these guys come out and you're like who the hell is that and then you hear the music play you're like holy shit holy shit it's fucking new edition <laughs> that's <gasps> awesome you know and they did they did like snippets of stuff i remember they did poison like dvd did poison and like it was just really and I always liked Bobby Brown too. Like when I was like younger, I liked Bobby Brown. I liked all of his stuff. Yeah, so I Bobby Brown. He, he's crazy and he's <laughs> fucked up. But I always liked Bobby Brown. I still like you know I have a 
a thing in my Spotify that's just Bobby Brown and New Edition people. <laughs> like, yeah, and I don't think he. I don't think Bobby Brown was there. I think he was absent no, he from that. But I think they did like wish him well and whatnot. Like, like as a group, as a bunch of guys, they're just you know they're upstanding guys too. Like that's like the thing they don't wish ill will. I mean, maybe at one point in time they did, but then all that stuff's been buried in that. So that was really cool. Um, but it was cool to see. Um, 50 cent in con you know in concert that was cool like it, it's funny i've been to almost as many rap sh i've seen almost as many rappers perform as i probably have seen country concerts which is kind of like a contradiction of two different like <laughs> they are that is like one who goes to country and other. goes to rap concerts like that's just fucking weird um but you know that's just my i, I just love music i just enjoy all kinds of genres but you know because we saw wu-tang we saw Wu Tang the night before ODB died. <laughs> Crazy, and how pissed off we were when you know ODB didn't show up, and then we realized he fucking died. It's <laughs> like, oh shit. Um, there was a reason. Yeah, but uh, you know, I've Joe, we've seen Wu Tang. Joe saw Fifty Cent with me because we went and saw Fifty Cent and Eminem and uh, Little yep. John. Hey, yeah. <laughs> And see, I wish that's like I have not seen Eminem in concert, and that's one person that I would like to see in concert. I've seen him three three times. That he was a good on, concert. He puts on a really good show, and he had when me and Joe saw him, he had D twelve with him too. Yeah, so we got and Fifty Cent had all his people with him too, so we got to see Fifty and Lloyd Banks and all that. So they all brought yep. their posses. So yeah. We really wasn't expecting that, but I was like, oh, all right, then let's go. <laughs> Keep on rapping. Other than that show being in Camden, which is the second scariest city I've ever been in other than Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I was in Camden. That was, yeah, Camden's was a little special. scary. But yeah, so special. Powerhouse was cool because there was a bunch of different rap artists there. Um, you know, we I've saw seen, Wu-Tang. I think I've seen Jay-Z four times. I've, Jay-Z's the person I've seen the most. I've yeah. seen him four different times. So, never seen him in concert yet. Well, probably never now. He doesn't do it, but I think I never saw him in concert. Yeah, that was he's, one I wish I would be able to see. He's he's like, and that that gets back. We can go back to the '90s. We got Tupac, we got Biggie, we got Eminem at the end of the night, and we got Jay Z. We got all those guys in that '90 to 2000. Those guys all somewhere in there. We got all of them. Well, yeah. yeah how Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, um, I mean those—that's your top ten list of greatest rappers of all time. You've got half your list right there. Yeah, and it's and it's crazy because how shocked were people when Eminem hit the fucking um the circuit with "Hi, My Name Is" and like, <laughs> who the fuck is this white guy and what the fuck is he doing? But he ended up he he it, it, you cannot take anything away from him as a rapper he is probably he is one of the the, the greatest lyricists in in, in uh, of you know in rap music of all time like if you don't think so that's crazy to me and, and i'm not just saying that because he you know no, he's, because he's of probably, our skin color it, it's just it's the top facts. five he would probably be somewhere in my top five probably yeah, four or five but he would be on there you know it's just facts like you know, you have a ton of just great rappers. You know, Hi, my out name there. is, by the way, is the only I do not like that song. Like that. Well, that was, one was so overplayed. I, I didn't so like Eminem at first, just because I didn't like that song. I pretty much liked everything he did from then on, but that song in particular, I did not like. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So if we, if we want to say greatest of all time, which I mean is it's a it's a debate no matter what you do, but it is. 
uh, Jay-Z is probably, if you think about lyricists, you think about longevity, impact on the, 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 the rap music itself, Jay-Z's probably, he's got to be one of the top two. Like and top he doesn't, two. supposedly, for, I mean, I don't know, things may have changed with him, but for a long time, he didn't write anything down. Like, he did everything, like, just from his, like, he didn't write stuff down, and, like, they said everything he was doing was, like, kind of on the fly with him. So, when mm-hmm. I heard Hard Knock Life, that's one of the best rap songs of all time, in my opinion. When I heard that song, I was like, oh, my God, this this song is fabulous. This guy went and took a beat from fucking Annie <laughs> and made it mainstream. And, like, you know, that was the song that he took off. That That song took him from being this guy to a household name, that album. Um, and the Blueprint album, his first Blueprint album is mm-hmm. in my top 10 at rap albums of all time. All Eyes on Me, I actually think is the best rap album of all time by Tupac. That's my all-time favorite rap album. He had eight number one hits, I think, on that song. It was a double CD. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. that's probably the best rap album I think I've ever heard. Yeah, um, I... I don't it's see and I like all eyes on me but there's besides the radio songs the play the songs that I played radio on radio like a lot of the other stuff is not like stuff that I normally I didn't really care for it and that's just no, a personal I, preference I, so but you know I, I can see why you would why you would say that just because it, if if I was going into it just to listen to it and, and like didn't have personal preferences on the kind of kind of rap songs that I want to listen to. Cause I'm like that with all my music. Like there's certain type of songs that I'd like to listen to. And those are the ones that make me, you know, like things more than others. Um, it probably is one of the, one of the greatest rap albums put together. I mean, how do you put two, a double CD out with, I think there was at least 15 songs per CD. So you're talking at least 30 songs and all them be, um, decent songs if not really good songs you know so Wu-Tang it's forever just... Wu-Tang forever's that that's a double album and i mm-hmm. that's a really really good album um Biggie's DMX, life or death dmx's yeah. dmx's first album is really good 50 cents first album is fantastic 50 cent and dmx each album got worse so mm-hmm. their first ones were good and then each one to me got steadily worse so like 50 cents first album was so hard it was like the hardcore rap and then he started making the candy shop and he started doing the doing that like bull, bubble gum crap that i don't really like that was so. that that was more for like club music <laughs> mm-hmm. that was like club music the ladies are gonna get on the dance floor and the guys are gonna see the asses shake and the guys are gonna get yeah, out doubt that's about but that that's about. <laughs> dmx and 50 cent are similar to me because i think their first albums were like top-notch stuff and each one they weren't bad but each one like one was a 10 the next one was a nine the next one was a seven like their their albums like rough rider anthem by dmx is probably my favorite dmx song and i still bump that song to this day and get Mm -hmm. excited when i hear it ice cube's another one yeah Mm -hmm. good stuff i like ice cube a lot I liked Ice Cube a lot too. I have a lot of his stuff. Today was a good day. I think might be my favorite Ice Cube song. And mine but... is "Check Yourself." That's my probably my favorite Ice Cube song is "Check Yourself." Yeah, yeah. That was a good I one. I saw him. I saw. So I saw. 
the first concert I ever went to, I saw DMX, I saw Method Man and Red Man, and I saw Jay-Z. So that was the first concert I ever went to. So I got to see DMX do Rough Rider Anthem, and I got to see Jay-Z do Hard Knock Life. Second concert I went to was Ice Cube and West Side Connection with Eminem and Snoop and Dre. So my first two rap concerts were pretty high, high quality people I was seeing right, you know, right out of the gate. And that was right when Eminem just had hit the scene. So this is like, mm-hmm. at, you know, early Eminem. Mm-hmm. So, but it was just, it was just, I was like, how do I get better than this? Cause then I went to see like <laughs> Rough Rider cash money and cash money showed up late. And all they did was have nasty girls on their doing back that ass up like they just had big booty hoes up there shaking their butts. so sounds about right for that era <laughs> and like cash money was funny to me like because i like them but you could tell like if you go watch like their first like couple videos they're like on shitty cameras and the projects in the middle of nowhere and then two years later all their videos have cars in them and hot girls. And they, the, so you could tell they made it because they went from filming in the hood in the projects under the fucking bridge on the highway <laughs> to spinning cars around and doing all like, I thought it was funny with them specifically because you could tell in their videos, like when they had made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Manny Fresh with that one song, uh, big, like that song is just, like that's a really good song, but it's like I put that shit on dubs. Like he's talking about everything he put on dubs. <laughs> <laughs> like that was just like, oh boy. And if anybody's not sure what dubs are, those are twenty inch rims. Like those are dubs. <laughs> There's some rappers who call rims blades now. Uh, let's see now. They've been doing that. They've been doing. I'm sorry, not now, but that's another one. Blades. So, I, I think another people like you talk about rappers like um, mm-hmm. who can rap lyrics and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Common, KRS-One, and Rakim mm-hmm. were very. We're very, oh, yeah. very good in regards to that. Maybe not as mainstream for no. their music, but they they were very good at their craft and very good at what they did. They yeah. Very, very good songs. Mm-hmm. The one song that I always can remember from KRS One is uh, "Flavor in Your Ear." Like that's the. No, that was Craig Mack. Oh, that was Craig Mack. I'm sorry, yeah. KRS One. Yeah. Let me sorry. Let me let me rewind. KRS. There's one KRS song that I know, and I can't think it now. I'm not going to be able to think of it. Um, shit. I'm not good at remembering song names, so. Shit, I don't. I'm gonna have to look it up. I gotta look it I up now. I hear it in my head though, so yeah. like I yeah. know what you're gonna say. They were really good with lyrics, lyrics, and, and and telling the story when they were rapping. That's always caught my eye, my ear, I should say, listening to those guys. And I and then like I really liked Buster Rhymes because he raps fast. Like Buster yes. Rhymes was the first rapper who like rapped really really fast. He like, raps like, so damn fast and so like clear like it's not like mumbo jumbo shit like he just fucking raps and you can i like buster rhymes because i thought buster rhymes was unique he was definitely yeah he was very yeah unique. he was different he was his own person he didn't really remind me of anybody else i had ever seen before he was very his videos were goofy as fuck <laughs> it it was like in the 90s it was like like his style and his crazy video music video was like it was him and, and missy elliott like yeah. those two were like the male and female version and I, <laughs> on and each I like, side. I like Missy Elliott a lot too. I, I I really liked Missy Elliott. I've always liked her. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Missy Elliott's uh, awesome. So I think it sounded the police is the song that I'm thinking yes. of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sounded yeah. That's what it is. Yep. 
Yes. Yep. So I, I, I don't know why I put Craig Mack out there, but I mean, that's still a really good song. <laughs> Flavor. That is a good still, song, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, do we like P Diddy or not? See, I, I do when I don't. There's I was always shit. indifferent with him. Yeah. There's certain stuff that I liked from everybody. Like he really didn't come up with a lot of original stuff. That was the only problem with him for a long well, time. That, and he was in the era of when that was really, really big of sampling, the sampling era, yeah. like yeah. in, in mainstream uh, rap music, that became a big thing because it, it, if you've never studied the history of rap, that's where rap really came from. They sampled music and then they rapped on top of it because rap wasn't always with an MC. It was DJs and they would find obscure, uh, obscure records uh, and fucking loop them on a beat and you know eventually an mc came around and started you know rapping on them and that's really how rap was born like there was a really good um like mini series that i watched or documentary whatever you want to call it docuseries you could call maybe call it that called the history of rap which it kind of takes you it takes you from wow now i'm hitting my mic it takes you from the beginning like when rap really started in new york you know the birthplace of it all the way to current the one thing oh. that I didn't like is that they didn't mention Eminem at all, which was kind of weird because he was a pretty integral part in 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 the rap game in, when he first hit the scene in like that I first the, two years. I thought the history of rap was the thing that Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake did on the Jimmy Fallon show. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> I think they did it's do something been, like, but I think they've done three of them and they've actually been pretty entertaining when they've yes. done them. They've actually done a pretty good job of like hitting the highs and the lows of it. I'm just joking, but <laughs> I, just, I remember the first time Nicole showed me the, like the first one and I, I was laughing as I watched it. I'm like, you know what? This is pretty funny. So this is pretty entertaining. Clearly Jimmy Fallon and jo- Justin Timberlake like rap music too. Yeah. So, Fuji's, Fuji's another one. Lauren Hill, we got out of that too. I like Lauren Hill a lot. Yeah, uh, and Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper. Yeah. The only thing, so I I have one thing that I'm indifferent with Lauren Hill, and and it, and it was just a comment that she made because it didn't make any sense to say it. Like, it, the comment that she made was like she didn't want any white people to buy her album or some shit like that and that didn't make no, any sense that. to me uh because why wouldn't you want anybody everybody to buy your album why wouldn't you want everybody to enjoy your music like that doesn't make sense to me so i was kind of thrown off by that but i never liked her individual music so it didn't really hurt my liking or disliking of her music so with the fujis i still remember when she was in sister act too that was the first time i saw her yeah so I did like the Fugees. I definitely did like the Fugees. Lauren Hill's individual project, I didn't really care so much for. And that's not because of the comment that she made. It's just that I didn't care for her music. Sure. So. I don't, uh, she was, she was more like a, she wasn't always a rapper either. Sometimes she was just singing. And I, I generally like Missy Elliott to me was a rapper. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Lauren Hill was, completely a rapper i don't know if i would put her completely there he was kind of in the middle between r&b and rap i think sometimes so she's what back and forth she's what fergie tried to be like (laughs) you know 
um, Lauren Hill was, she had, a, she had, and I don't, I don't know if she sings anymore. Or she's ever put out anything ever since that one album that I know she definitely did. Um, but she had an amazing voice. She could really fucking sing like yeah. no doubt about it, but I, I like to look at her and like the black IPs did like, it's almost like they tried to re not reinvent, but create their own Fuji's group. Yeah. You know, and for the similarities, yeah, as much as I enjoyed Fergie, Fergie's really not that great of a singer. She doesn't have a great voice. Like, if you, have you ever anybody ever heard her singing like the Star Spangled Banner or America the Beautiful? Like, it's terrible. Yeah, it's like, terrible. it's really bad. I can't remember she's which average. one she won. So, but she's that's what I can sing. But she's, she's better yeah. off when she's rapping because yeah. you don't yeah. really have to sing then. So, <laughs> yeah, she's a good rapper. The singing yeah. parts, yeah, you know, yeah. she's not Mariah Carey. <laughs> She is deaf or Whitney Houston. She's definitely not nope. one of them. No. Nope. Uh, Whitney Houston. She is sadly missed. Yes. I liked Thank her you. a lot too. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, we got to talk about some game changers in the rap game. We kind of talked about like, like favorite era. I think for all of us, really our favorite era is probably that nineties era. Um, two thousands. We definitely all liked. Um Early two thousands, not don't go too far. No, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, don't go too far 2000s. because you get into the you get to two thousand ten, and by two thousand ten, I think the rap game is completely lost what it used to be and what what we grew up on and what we really enjoyed about rap music and turned into something fucking completely different with fucking yep. mumble rap and all these other kind nah. of we're making up our own just, rap shit. Just, and, shit doesn't I make mean, sense. There's not there's not a lot that happened between two thousand ten and two thousand twenty. I don't like. A lot of stuff. We did get Nicki Minaj, and I do think Nicki Minaj is very talented, and I do like her a lot as a rapper. Yeah. There, so, there's a couple here and there, but nothing. Like, you know, I I don't listen to a lot of stuff. I still like ASAP Mob, and I, there's a couple of rappers. Like, I like uh, what's his name? Uh, now nah, I'm drawing. I'm having a brain fart. So there's a, there's a couple of, but there's not a lot that's gone on in the last 10 years that I like, I'm like, Oh, I got to have this guy's stuff. I got to buy this guy's stuff. Yeah. If it's not ASAP Rocky or ASAP Ferg or somebody from there, or like machine gun Kelly, when he was rapping, now he supposedly is thinks he's an alternative singer. So now he doesn't rap anymore. So, well, yeah. Speaking of machine gun uh, Kelly, my I, daughter likes one of his songs. And I was like, this is machine gun Kelly. I'm like, he's not I, doing a rap song now. <laughs> I, I don't like that guy. <laughs> I don't at all, but and here's the thing that really made me realize that rap is not what it used to be. And they're really just trying to make it whatever they want it to be and not keeping some of the roots and changing and evolving it because every music's got to evolve. It can't just remain the same all the time. There's got to be evolutions in it. Yeah. But when I saw an interview with Little Yachty and they said, you know, do you, you know, do you have like respect or you know, I forget what exactly what the, what the question was, but it had to do with like respect and, and, and uh, for old, you know, for the guys that came before him and, you know, and, and rap itself. And he pretty much said no. And yeah, they said, sad. okay, he said, okay, well, like, okay, well you, you say you can rap. So let me drop a beat and I want to hear you rap. And he's like, nah, nah, man, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gotta do that. Which just tells me he really fucking can't rap. And that he probably he has to sit down and him. fucking write a whole song out 
and then somebody makes a beat for him and then he's got a rap song and and, and that's sad like that's not being in my opinion that is not a lyricist that is a songwriter that is fucking yeah. completely different than rap lap rappers they can't freestyle. rap artists are, they can freestyle and they are lyric what is what is called a lyricist like they can put rhymes together and that's why I, and that's why i said that jay-z is probably one of the greatest of is probably if not the greatest maybe number two because of the fact of the word combinations that he put together and the word play that he used was fucking off the charts like you just didn't hear people put together words like that and i know there's a lot of people that i've never probably heard their songs and stuff like that they probably could be better than jay-z but if you want to talk about somebody who's been commercialized and that you got to hear a lot of his stuff jay-z is is, is one of those people yeah. Jeremy, if you if you've not heard anything by jack harlow i like him nah. so um he's a white rapper he's he's there's a he has a couple of songs like that what's popping and then tyler hero like he's got a couple of and he's not real like hardcore but i still mm -hmm. like him so he's like somebody that maybe when you get a chance find a song or two by him and see if you like him because you might like him just because he's he's a little bit he's actually a little bit more mellow i think he's kind of not super hardcore but i like him okay so he's somebody that that's kind of newer on the scene that i'm like okay i i like him he's not bad cool no, I'll definitely have to. You'll have to text me that name because there's no way I'm gonna fucking remember that shit. No, I would. <laughs> I mean, I can just I can text you the links to the songs even on on Spotify or whatever. Yeah, or do that. I'm more than willing to check it out because I, I would love to hear some newer some newer rap artists that remind me of kind of the the stuff that we really enjoyed, or at least something that's up to date, like modernized, but still has those roots. Um, but. I had mentioned we should talk about some, maybe some game changers. And I think that's a good place to go. Um, so who's got a, who's got a game changer? Like I already have one in mine. I mean, Eminem was a game changer for sure. So. Oh yeah. No doubt. Um, I, I, he brought a whole new, a whole new group of people into rap music. Um, you know, and, and the fact that a, a white, a white guy could be so, dominant and so popular in rap music was crazy especially at that time because it you had inklings of it with um uh ice cute i'm not yeah not ice cute, wrong person vanilla ice had ice in the name vanilla ice you had a, a hint of possibility with him um you had house of pain who Cypress was like Hill. uh no cypress hill those guys are not white yeah <laughs> um um be be real be what the, is it damn it i can't say it's be real it's be real he's a, his hispanic actually i believe um but you also had um what the hell was that group um they you were like one hit wonder snow yeah one hit wonder snow um but there was also one and i can't think of the damn name of the group they were a group it was two guys the one guy had glasses the one guy walked with had a cane that he walked around with third base third base thank you mm. they, the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> another one hit wonder um so you had it like inklings of okay there are white people that can rap but it was still predominantly uh black culture thing 
I like Man. House of Pain a lot, guys. I like Jump Around is one of my favorite rap songs of all time, too. I love House of Pain. Mm-hmm. So, no, they they definitely and um, shit kick shit shit kickers. That's another good song. But like I said, you only had inklings of the potential that you know white 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 people could do this. You know, white people could do this. And then Eminem comes on, and you're like, holy fucking shit! Like, <laughs> not only can he rap, he's got really good lyrics. He's you know, it, it, he just kind of had that whole package. He had um, a little bit of ghetto in him, so it, yeah. It, I mean, he grew up in Detroit in in Eight Mile area, like probably one of the in a shithole in a shithole yes. of shitholes. You know, yeah. so it's not like he just came from a good neighborhood and like was a white guy that could rap. He like he grew up in that lifestyle, you know. And I mean, how I mean, how good is the movie? I mean, we we know how good Eight Mile is. That was that yeah. basically his life story. So I mean that that movie's fantastic. Like the, it's I mean it's awesome that Falcon played Papa Doc. So that's <laughs> Falcon from Marvel played Papa Doc. So yes, I now that you just said that I'm like oh shit that is. <laughs> oh he he played Papa Doc in Eight Mile and he played Tupac in Notorious. So Falcon's made his way around the rap movies. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has. <laughs> so you know you have you have Eminem who's definitely a game changer. Um, NWA was a crazy NWA game changer. Definitely a game changer because they made the get the gangster rap the hardcore rap. Yeah, they brought oh. that to the mainstream radio where more people could hear it. I mean, it, it was very. Not every station played it because of the content, you know, but it was there, you know, yeah. and it and it just it changed the game. Like that was the, the, like almost the, the birth, so to say of the gangster rap. Oh, and Joe, Joe touched on this earlier. Cause two live crew is a game changer too. When you're 12 and 13 year old and there's a song that comes up that got explicit lyrics in it. You wanted that. Mm-hmm. You wanted yeah. that. Cause that was the cool stuff to have. If you had that stuff, you were cool. If you had Millie Vanilli, it didn't matter. But if you had the, <laughs> if you had the, cause I had nah. Millie Vanilli, I'm making fun of myself. But if you could get your hands on the yes, two live crew or the fuck the police, then you were cool. So, yeah, I mean, I mean people want their albums by the explicit lyrics at that time. People wanted that stuff because it, it was different. And the thing is, like, NWA went here, but then the people in NWA, once they did their own stuff, and then it went up here <laughs> because the beginning of the 90s went. Ice Cube was doing his thing. Dre was doing his thing. And then Dre brings wrong Snoop into his group. And then Snoop does his own solo thing. It was just mm-hmm. like boom, 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 boom. Like I said, if, if Easy e hadn't died and they had gotten back together, who knows what would have happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, we know, you know, from Dre's songs, you know, that he put that to, to rest like that, that beef that he had with Easy. Yeah. Because it's really funny because when, um, what the, I can't remember the video for the song, but there's a part where they're making fun of Easy E. Oh yeah, that's Drake. Yeah. Drake, we pulled up the sign. We'll rap for food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was definitely a, a shot at Easy E with that song. But speaking of Easy E, I came across, and I kind of mentioned this before we went onto our show, but give me that nut. 
is that song like i he's nuts baby i only i cannot like i only remember hearing one song from easy e so when this like i put on spotify and i put a 90s rap and this song came on i was like what the fuck is this oh my god it's easy e and this song's fucking awesome like it's it's one of those dirty dirty songs and it's all about him you know having sex with women and you know and trying to bust the nut and it's just it's really 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 funny to listen to but it's really like the beat is really good (laughs) and in that it kind of reminded me of um uh there was a there was a song um by too short um what the hell was the name of davy crockett I don't know if you guys ever heard that song by Too Short or if remember Too uh, Short. Yeah, I've, I've, I had to listen to it again, but I know what song you're talking about. Oh my god, that song was that's another one of those just kind of raunchy rap songs that like you, uh, you wanted yeah. to hear it and you wanted to hope that your parents didn't hear it because like they would have like like scolded you for like having that song. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. that was another song about you know sex and and. You know, well, his parts and shit anything, like that. Anything that Two Live Crew did was about sex. Yeah. And, and that there was an NWA song called Automobile that's fucking hilarious where oh, that's yeah. filthy. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I think, I mean, like, uh, Luke from Two Live Crew, he made like the, he made it cool to like, you say the line and the crowd says it back to you. Like he had anthems like that on every album where like, cause mm-hmm. I, there's a song called fuck Martinez by two life for, I love that song. And it's just him saying something in the crowd, repeating it back. That's what the whole song is. <laughs> Good stuff. I mean, the other thing too is, you know, those, those uh, late eighties rap groups kind of helped other people, you know, Biggie was a thing, you know, Biggie was very good. Here's another one who could definitely freestyle like a motherfucker. And he put out good music. And it mm-hmm. sucks because, you know, him and Tupac. It's weird. Like, I know a lot of people who love Tupac. I like Tupac as well. But I just don't know. I've listened to all of his music, all of his, his, his old stuff too. I just, people think he's really good with the lyrics. I think he's good, but I don't think he's was better than Biggie as far yeah, as the freestyle. That's, lyrics and stuff that's definitely that there's definitely people on both sides of that <laughs> yeah and i know we yeah. talked about this the last time when we talked about music because that was like the question biggie or tupac who's better and i and i'm on the fence like i i just i can't choose they were and it's crazy because we got them both at the same time yeah. and then within what a year six months they both were gone like and that was fucking yeah. crazy too like to a have those years and Whatnot. Well, Tupac it was was rapping for longer than Biggie, so I think yeah. Tupac we got for like three or four years. I think Biggie was less like mainstream, and he was less. So the only album that I didn't like, that I didn't really care for, and I have it, which is kind of interesting, was Machiavelli, Tupac's alter ego album. Like that was, That's not bad. It, it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as the Tupac stuff, like his stuff that he did you know, under his Tupac. There's a beat from that Machiavelli album that um, Eminem and Buster Rhymes, they like, and 50 Cent took that beat and they fucking tear Ja Rule apart or whatever. Like, there's. Uh, there's a, yeah, no, it's funny talking Hail, about. Hail Mary remix. That's what it mm-hmm. is. They yeah. took the beat from one of those Machiavelli songs, and that, that might be the best diss thing I've ever heard because they fucking tear Ja Rule apart and Busta, like, Busta's like, 
fucking him up, and then he's like, now I'm going to return to my usual self. So when Busta's pissed, <laughs> then somebody fucked up when Busta's pissed. So, well, yeah, they all – like there was a time and period where I think pretty much unless you were on Murder Squad – um or murder, murder inc. inc sorry murder inc murder inc see i do this all the time i fuck shit up all the yeah. time <laughs> that's what we're here for we just but if unless you were part of murder inc you did not like there was a, it, it seemed like every rapper hated jaw rule like they just they're like fuck jaw rule he's a piece of shit like all he does is the fucking raps with the chicks because that's how he makes his money um because 50 i listen to his music too i listen to jaw rule for a period of time so i'm not yeah. gonna say i didn't but he definitely he had good club burned, music too you know he definitely burned a lot of bridges and like i said pissing 50 cent off and pissing eminem off everybody's done that but when Busta gets on a song and tears somebody up and says, now I'm going to return to my usual self. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Yeah, it's very rare he does that. Because it's, it's funny because um, 50 Cent has that whole skit with the one song with Precious and, and you know, and I'm a pink belt. <laughs> shit yes. Like that fucking skit is awesome. He calls him oh, Kermit the Frog at one point in time in his song, you know, 50 calls him Kermit the Frog and shit like that. And it's just like, uh, just unbelievable. And, and even, even Dre got in, in on, in on that too. Cause Dre talks about Ja Rule and, you know, you have to jump up just to hit me in the knees and shit like that. Um, <laughs> so it, it was it was just crazy. So, Joe, we haven't heard your game changer yet. Who who was your game changer? I'm sorry. Yeah, we uh, sidetracking. And... I, I, I think uh, for me, I guess like the early 90s, Dre, just because of what he did and then bringing Snoop along. And that was just another person that he brought and then some of the other people he brought along with with them afterwards in the early 90s yeah i i just see those were like like dre and snoop's album especially snoop's album like i i listen i still listen to that the dog pound that that's like every single song on that fucking album is just great like I will listen to that album from I mean, beginning to end, even with the little like skits that go on in between I the mean, songs and whatnot. The chronic, the chronic is one of the best rap albums. Like that would be in my yeah. top ten. So I mean that yeah. that album's fantastic. So that that yeah. would be that would be one of the older albums that would I I would probably put up there as the chronic. That was mm-hmm. one of the first yeah things i actually was like purchased probably like that was one i actually went out and god didn't have to borrow it or dub it off of somebody because my parents were, were gonna buy it for me so i mean you get drave the chronic you have snoop on there other people and then you know snoop comes out it's just those two back to back you know what they what they did back to back it just was mm-hmm. was good and in R&B, we can say new edition was a game changer because we got the first boy band besides the jackson five basically yeah yeah i guess you could yeah i guess you could say that i mean like nsync and all these other boy bands they always talk about the jackson five and new edition setting the table for all these boy bands so i would it's new edition and boys to men and everyone else is below Hey, I'm not going to disagree with that because I I love both of those groups, Boys well, to Men. And I mean the guy from the guy from New Edition found Boys to Men, so like no, I know like, that's like yeah, a Michael Bivens. Me then, so yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's 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 New Edition and Boys to Men because Boys to Men did 
adopted a lot more for a a male group than in that time frame than I think in sync or all those other ones did because they they lasted only a couple years and then they then they were gone doing their separate ways. And you get Justin Timberlake having a good solo career, but Boys the Men yeah, had like, a shitload Boys of fucking Man, albums. Like I said, the Jackson Five is usually the first. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I mean, well. Yeah, well, and it's what's really Jackson funny Five, to me. New edition, Boys to Men. So if you yeah. want to put in that, that order, that, that's how mm-hmm. I would put it. None of those three groups that you mentioned are ever referred to as boys bands. They're not. No. <laughs> they're they're groups, which and is really funny. Were one hundred percent? They were. Right. But yeah, they it's didn't. weird. Like, why was it separated? Like, these were these were a group, but then these new kids in the block come along and they're a boy bands well <laughs> like I, I, the jackson five they had they were they were maybe not as young but they were fucking half of them were still like teenagers I mean, and shit they were young. yeah yeah and they were they were young too like what, what's what's the difference right <laughs> why, well, and, and why is one a group of one's a boy band right well here here's where i'll make the difference for the Hail jackson groups. five the jackson five they played instruments like they, yes, stars and, and stuff like that. Um, for a new addition, um, maybe it was an age thing, but they didn't have that boy band. Like when you talk about look. the boy band, it was little kid look. It was the the type of music that they put out and the look. Like everybody kind of dressed the same. Everybody yeah. had a certain personality. Like I'm the bad boy. I'm this. Like there was a formula to boy bands that came out with New Edition and um, Boys to Men. There wasn't like that. They were like, adult songs. Put it that way. Right. There wasn't the the bubblegum. You know. Um, you know. They weren't girls. going for the teen heartthrob girl uh, songs. Candy girl. Candy girl definitely kind of was, but. That one was was kind of bubblegummy, but right, and that yeah. was I think their first song too. Yeah, but after yeah. that, then it. But that one definitely was boy bandy to me for sure. Right. Yeah. But they in an all over an overall genre, they definitely fall into like that boy band group. It's just they never did, and I think it's because of the type of music that they put out uh, overall. And with the Jackson Five, they played instruments. So yeah. you know, I just put them in one. They're male groups. Uh, if you want to call them a boy band or not, they're male groups. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. All right, wow, this has been an awesome discussion. It's funny. It's interesting. How long we've been talking for? Uh, almost uh, an hour and a half, maybe an hour and forty-five. So we've been talking, mm. I think, right now. So yeah, we've been going quite a while. Hopefully, we didn't bore anybody. Hopefully, you guys have been enjoying. The one thing I would like to hear from our fans, though, is I'd love to for you guys to drop a comment into into you know wherever you're picking this up, wherever you can leave a comment. Most likely YouTube, but drop a comment. We I would love to know your guys' take on maybe who the five greatest rappers of all time to you are. So. Drop that comment. Put in a comment on YouTube. What are your five top rappers of all time? I'd love we. I would love to hear everybody's opinion on this because so everybody's gonna, opinion is going to be different. I can probably, I can probably give you that right now. Go ahead. So, give us a top. Give us your top five, AJ. Uh, Jay Z, Tupac, uh, Biggie, Nas, Eminem. And see, there's one that we haven't talked about is Nas. Nas was really, really good. Like, and he was, yes. I think a lot of people underrate him as far as um, his, his ability, like his lyrics, his beats, his overall presence, because 
and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he was kind of, I almost feel like he was overshadowed by some of the bigger names when he was, when he was out, like, because the, the biggest song that I can personally remember um, was the one that he did with Lauren Hill. Um, if I ruled the world. If I ruled the rule, world. Uh, and not to say that he didn't that have other really, really good song. songs, but like, like I said, I feel he was overshadowed by some of the he, bigger names that were out right was. then and there. So he, just, he had Ether, which, tore, you know, him and Jay Z had that beef for a while. And he did Ether and Ether messed, fuck, you know, and Jay Z fired back. And then those two squashed their beef. So part of me thinks that they just did that because they were bored. That's <laughs> a very good possibility. But uh, yeah, Nas, Nas was, was tremendous. It's hard. It's hard to pick five. It's really hard. Yeah. Like, I won't not, even try because I'm not, I'm not saying like, there's there's other things like wrestling and stuff where I'm I feel more confident in what I what I my five this one is just it's it's just me I I don't th- 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 it's tough I I think Jay Z Tupac and Biggie should be in the top five or top ten for sure so I think Jay Z is the one guy that I think is almost a lock for the top five but after that. It's because I didn't say Cube or I didn't say Dre, and I definitely mm-hmm. missed guys that other people would put in their fives. I just yeah. and it's and it's and it is tough because and I think Joe touched on this. Rock him, Rock him was an amazing rapper. He's a beast, but, but good. he was what was it? Early like mid eighties, maybe late late eighties, early early nineties too. He did some stuff, but his stuff was not big radio stuff so unless you were looking for it you probably were not going to hear it i don't think he was really big in doing commercialized stuff and all that jazz either too because i remember some of his a couple of his songs i mean not that i can wrap them off the top of my head not not that i'd even try but um (laughs) you know i remember some of his stuff and it was really really good eric b and rock him that did it takes two to make a thing go right that that was them yeah that was probably their most popular song yeah so it's just um that's why i say it, it's it's hard because there are some really good rappers out there that were not mainstream so it, you'd have to go find them to hear their stuff to to even get include them in the conversation i mean it's like I, that with a lot of different genres but rap is like there's been so much underground stuff you know yeah like, that's very true i i, I and i definitely and i also think wu-tang is probably the best rap group of all time like if i could pick one i would pick wu-tang so yeah yeah I'll that, go that's with that route <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of there's uh, so much talent in that group i know they were there was a lot of people like you said mm-hmm. most groups it's like a wrestling faction they have, <laughs> they have four people and then here comes wu-tang they're the nwo of rap. <laughs> yeah because yeah. i mean and, even though nwa was a group not everybody was a rapper in that group uh you know one guy I think was was the 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 DJ wasn't. Um... No, they were all they all rap because MC Ren was a good rapper. He just you know didn't get as much publicity as the other people. So yeah, okay. Uh, I, I guess uh, Yella, I could have one of them. Yella, was I mean Yella could have been. I guess he's the another guy that didn't get a lot of publicity. So yeah. Because the only the, I I I know that MC Ren rap, but I don't remember hearing a like. I don't remember seeing or hearing Yella do much of the rapping in NWA and any other stuff that I've ever heard. Yeah. 
Well, that's interesting. Suddenly, I just dropped off the face of the fucking earth. <laughs> well, it says it's recording. <laughs> I hope so. Um, Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we had technical difficulty. Someone decided to hit a button on accident. <laughs> yeah. the, ghost, the, the ghost of Darth Hat reared his ugly head there. Yeah. Uh, he just force powers that bastard. But it, like I said, I, I don't know every NWA song, uh, but. I don't remember Yella being there much. And that's probably why I associated him probably possibly as like the DJ of the group playing the guy that, you know, mixed all the stuff. But, you know, like I said, I'm, as much as I, as much as I liked NWA, I would still take Wu-Tang over them. I, I, I would. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just talent, overall talent wise, um, longevity, you know, the NWA's their biggest, they, their individual contributions were probably bigger than, the overall group contribution, because even though they were a game changer in the game, in the game of rap with the gangster rap, it was all the individual stuff that they did that made them so much more popular as a group too. And Wu-Tang was more like a family. They were more like an actual group. So, yeah. So, so, uh, and they like, so eight mile is really good. Straight out of Compton might be the best movie I've ever seen about rap music. Notorious is good. All eyes on me. Like they've made really good rap movies about some of these people. Straight out of Compton to me is the best of the of, of all of them. Though that one is very 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 good. Yeah, so, I need to see it. Yeah, that's a good one. So I saw all, I saw all those movies in the theater like on day one, but I, Straight Out of Compton I, was was fabulous. Like I didn't know what that one was going to do like you go see these movies and you're like are they going to touch on it are they going to dilly dally around you're going to fabricate shit are they going to fabricate shit and it seemed like for the most part straight out of compton they may have cut some corners here or there but like like the freddie mercury like that movie about queen they definitely like tried to not show Mm as much bad stuff about him or as I felt like the movie about Elton John Elton John gave him the green light and show him whatever the fuck he wants so <laughs> like yeah I felt like straight out of Compton maybe cut a corner here or there they maybe they, they didn't show as much about Dre maybe because he's probably the most famous of all of them so I felt like they maybe cut a corner here or there with him but other than that it felt like it was pretty legit what they were presenting and like like the topic yeah. like i don't think that they were like way off on stuff in that movie so i think it was pretty accurate it was, so. it was cool that cube's son played him and he looks just like him that's, I know. that's the other thing that was crazy <laughs> it's awesome that would do too much for that yeah good casting so i think i think i would like to wrap this up and i and I, we're not going to do a mount rushmore but i still would like to hear your favorite rapper of all time like what's your favorite rapper of all time that's how we'll, we'll close the episode up with- i mean mine mine's easy because it was my mount rushmore for the music i'll i'll go with jay-z, Jay-Z. So, because he is my favorite rapper or you know what actually better yet i picked jay-z for that one so i'm gonna pick wu-tang this time around okay, so i'm gonna pick an overall rap group as your- yes i'm gonna take wu-tang <laughs> so well damn i was gonna sit now <laughs> We can have the same answer on this one, Jeremy. Like I said, like you said, we did go see them in concert together, and it was fantastic. Yeah, no, and and just a side note, that concert was just really interesting because, like, as much as they uh, uh, present themselves as a family, like they care about each other, their brothers, 
they that, all performed by themselves first and then performed together. But that's almost like how the fans treat you like when you went to a Wu-Tang because we had that group of dudes that was in front of us and they look back at us like, yeah, and they're just talking to us like they are like they know fucking know us from, you know, <laughs> known us forever. I'm like... Oh. And what's, it makes a good concert too. Yeah, it, it, it Like, that's the kind of people that were that they bring to their concerts like nobody everybody's just there to to enjoy wu-tang and just have a good time like nobody was there you know for any other reason um but i would have to say probably my favorite rapper of all time and this is tough because man there's just so many so many good rappers but um just mine just because of the the amount of albums this person's put out and my ability to be able to go back and listen to albums and the songs and not be bored with them or anything like that. It, it's really Eminem. And, and maybe that's, you know, people listening uh, or watching might think that's a cop out, but it, it, you know, there's up until the white recently, man, picked the white man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look, he picked the white guy. Um, but it's it, up until recently, you know, the last couple albums that he put out, everything that he put out i could listen to and i could listen to almost an entire album and like almost all the songs there wasn't too many songs yeah. on an album that i did like. even like a couple years ago on like the the bet awards he did a cypher and he fucking tore trump apart like he was the one on there that had the balls to do it like he just fucked him up like his whole cypher was just him saying how much of a piece of shit trump was and i'm like of course of all the people they can pick from, Eminem's the one that goes on here and shits on Trump, just tears him. Like, you should send you should send that to your to Chris and Scott. I'm sure they would love that. <laughs> and this uh, like Eminem don't care either. This was probably a year, and I'm I'm gonna say it was probably a year into Trump's tenure, and I just that's Eminem to me. Like he would be the guy of all the people they could pick. He would be the guy that's like, I'll do it. Fuck this. I'll I'll talk shit about Trump on TV. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he won't care. Yeah. He he's very unique. He definitely marches to the beat of his own drum. He doesn't give a fuck. Like who you know? He doesn't care if he hurts somebody's feelings. Like I mean, the guy fucking talked about killing his wife, and <laughs> and his song. Fuck him. You know that's he hates his ex-wife or whatever. So like he. He's he's special, Jeremy. He's unique. He's a once in a lifetime type person. So there's no, I don't think you picking him. I think he's somebody I could have picked too because he's probably the best live performer I've ever seen too. His shows are amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I I have no problem yeah. with my pick. I, I... <laughs> good no problem. Just... Good pick, Jeremy. Yeah. All right, wrong. Joe, favorite rapper of all time. If you can come up with just one. Uh, Biggie is mine. Biggie's yours. Yeah, not just not just because commercialized stuff like that. We you know there's albums, but um, see some documentaries on him, and I went back and found some uh, stuff that they released, like his underground mm -hmm. stuff that he was doing. Just the lyrics and the way he did it, and the way he flowed and everything. You know, he was very good at freestyling too, just doing a beat and just him going. So. Um, I, I, I'm really into that, and of course, his music, his albums were good. So I, he, he's he's mine for me. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, my favorite, still my favorite song to this time, is the very first song that he ever released off his very first album, Juicy. Yep, like that that song is is that the name of the song, Juicy? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, the, the one that opens up with "This is to all the teachers that never said I don't yep. shit." Yep. That's you know, juicy. That song is still my favorite Biggie song. Like not his commercialized fucking Biggie. You know the the stuff that uh, fucking. No, I, I I like hypnotize. I actually think that's my favorite song and, of his. So. And that's a good song too. But the you know all that stuff that really made him super popular. You know that Puff you know did all the the beats and stuff too. Yeah. It, it still comes back to that very first song, Juicy. That's still my favorite Biggie song of all time. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's hard. Like I can't pick one that I really like because there's out of his albums that he made. Like I, I like a lot of the songs on there. Um. I always want. I used always used to go back and um, this is funny. So you want to speak talk about you know um, uh, your brother with the uh, NWA stuff like with the <laughs> let's say with the with the N word and all the all the lyrics in the white neighborhood. I used to uh, one of my uh, coworkers um, when I had a system in my car. He was uh, going to uh, a community college, and I used to pick him up sometimes. Um, when he needed me to. So I go in there and I have my system blaring and I have 10 crack commandments <laughs> <laughs> on my system. I love that song for some reason. I don't understand. There was something with that song that always uh, got to me. You know, it, look, North Hampton Community College, it's like, you know, it's it's a college in the area. I mean, it wasn't, it was your typical suburban community college, a lot of white kids, and it was funny. And there was there was black kids there and Hispanic kids, but no, it wasn't a lot, you know, per se. So it was a lot of, like the the the, the hippity or you know the the preppy white kids. Uh, me rolling in my car, playing ten crack commandments to pick up my friend. It was great. Some of them were like, "Yeah, it's cool, man." And some of them were like, "What's that shit they're playing there?" Uh, so it was, it was funny. I just I just I just love going through the community college playing that song all the time. I, 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 because I like the video, I like the sky's the limit just because they're little kid versions of themselves in the video. I always thought yeah. that, that video was cool because of the way they, they made that video. So, yeah, that was another cool one. Again, videos. We don't get to these days. <laughs> uh, when videos were actually a real, when they were a thing that you could actually see without having to go to the internet. Yeah. I mean, child, we could do a whole a whole show about music videos there's been so many awesome music videos shit hit, hit me baby one more time for sure because that made every guy want to see their girlfriend in a schoolgirl outfit <laughs> yeah quite possibly <laughs> not gonna lie if, if, if you said no, you would be lying. So, yes, you would be. Don't even, go there because that's what I Darth, thought. I even think Darth Pat would say yes to that one. So. <laughs> yes, he probably. I hope he would. Well, oh, damn it. Though we were talking about something that Darth Pat really doesn't probably have any interest in talking about. He is definitely sorely missed and, you know, we can't wait to have him back on the next episode. But we are going to call it a day or a night or whatever time it is, wherever you're hearing this. Um, but we do want to thank everybody for watching uh, and tuning in and listening wherever you're catching this. Um, we greatly appreciate it. We, you know, we do this for you guys. We do this for ourselves. It's a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed it. And once again, don't forget to leave a comment with your top five uh, all-time rappers. We'd, we really would love to hear uh, and see what you guys think are the top five rappers of all time. Cause that would be really interesting to see everybody's different picks. Um, but until next time, well, we're going to say good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and we'll catch you on the next episode.
Toodles.